I'm Tim Crosby and welcome to episode number 55 of Down the Track. Sean Whip, uh, we've got a special one for this edition. Yeah, Tim, we're, uh, we're tackling a, a big day on the calendar, um, which will be the, the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. And the theme for that uh, in Australia this year is Choose to Challenge. Uh, so we've selected three guests um, who span across our, our community um, of women in athletics. And we're going to ask them a series of questions uh, and some of those spin off. You know, we, we give them license to, to talk about what they feel is, is most, uh, most fitting uh, for the day. But the main three questions will be uh, what challenges uh, that coach or athlete has faced in the sport uh, as a woman and which women have mentored them in their time in the sport or, or have had a substantial effect on them. And what advice would they be giving to women either of their age or young or older, um, you know, that are looking to get into the sport uh, and just trying to spread those messages around and, and uh, I guess, raise a bit of contextual awareness of, of the challenges that uh, many women in the sport face, uh, even those ones in particularly successful positions uh, and how they've dealt with those best uh, and sort of what they feel International Women's Day means to them. Yeah, so if everyone can just sit back and enjoy hearing from Chloe Stevens, Grace Kelly, and also Simone Brick. Diverse, as you say, Sean, you know, we've got a coach, a younger athlete, and a sort of a more maturing athlete there, and it is really refreshing to listen to their different opinions. So hope we, everyone enjoys episode number 55, all about International Women's Day. Sean, fantastic to have a, another great guest, another I think, well, I use that word icon a lot, don't I? I've got to stop using it. I'll have to come up with a new word. But someone we look up to a lot in this sport, someone we've been following a lot in this sport for a few years now, and someone who is just simply delivering. Chloe Edwards slash Stevens, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Chloe, uh, I remember in my my earliest days at, at Ballon Park, you were you were there with your group getting started, and you know that that was probably the maybe the little last sort of error, also you know a couple of older ones, but you have turned into having an absolute absolutely massive group with some huge names in it, and I know our our last um, sort of wrap of the last few weeks of state champs, you know, we've spoken about um, you know Josh Sullivan and um, Aiden Hinson and a, and a couple of other. Um, guys and girls in your group so you're obviously doing some fantastic work out there in the, the Frankston department and of course all your work with um, Frankston High School who have absolutely flogged um, some of the best private schools in the country which is very good to see um, but we've got you on today um, for our International Women's Day podcast and the theme in Australia this year for International Women's Day is choose to challenge um, so I guess our first sort of question um, to you is what sort of challenges do you feel you faced um, in the sport coming up as a coach? Um, I guess as a young coach and a young female coach in particular, I guess having the ability to trust yourself at times. Um, I feel there's quite often this perception that young coaches are always there to do the early years of coaching and then once athletes reach a certain age or level, the expectation is that they'll quite often be passed on. And yep. I just feel like quite often people have come up to me on numerous occasions and, you know, they've said, oh, anyone could achieve those results with that athlete, you know, he or she is just super talented. And it sometimes really hurts to hear that, I guess, um, especially yeah. when you've worked with that athlete since they were 
eight or nine years old and you know now they're a young adult and you were there for you know the first state event the first state finals the first time they qualified for nationals their first national medal and you've really been a part of the journey and I think that's a perception that in sport in general not just track and field by any means that we do need to change and yeah offer support to those developing coaches in a sense as well yeah, and I think. Sorry, I reckon that's an ignorant comment, um, Chloe. I just think that um, I'm not sure whether it's born out of jealousy or whatever, but you sort of mentioned it there quite succinctly that you're the one who's there when you're developing, getting them through. Now, yes, they've probably got talent, but as we know, you can be the most talented athlete in the world, but you may not achieve success unless you're guided in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was, I was going to say, you know, having worked with the state team for the last couple of years at least, um, you know, I've seen Chloe at the events and, and on social media as well and you're definitely a coach that seems just as excited, you know, for that first athlete that makes it out of a heat at their first nationals, you know, as compared to someone that, um, you know, wins a gold medal or, or breaks a national record or something. So obviously, you know, each of those athletes' performances mean something different to you but, you know, they're all all important in their own sort of different way. Yeah, absolutely. And quite often I'll leave, you know, a state championships or a national championships. And the one thing I take away from that meet, you know, that top performance, it may not necessarily be um, the gold medal, the overall best performance, whether it was a qualifier. It may be an athlete that, you know, has made their first national final, ran a massive PV. And I think it's really important to remember that as well. Um, and I think the more we encourage those athletes, the more we encourage them to stay in the sport and hopefully reach the level that others are achieving as well. Chloe, we talked about challenges you have faced in the past. What about, what do you see as your biggest challenges now moving forward? Uh, I guess for me it is um, taking a lot of, as Sean was saying previously, um, I did start off with a very young squad. Um, I did predominantly just have, little athletes and um, now they're starting to develop into the senior ranks I guess to a certain degree and it's just I guess making that next step up and um, trusting myself to do that reaching out and asking questions and getting guidance um, when required and I guess always coming back to my coaching philosophy and staying true to that and what I believe in and not being influenced by perhaps what other people are necessarily doing as well. So that's a very, very good way to put it, I think. Um, and that leads well into, you know, the next question we have is um, in those people that you may look to for, for guidance or for, you know, sort of a mentorship, um, have there been any women in the sport that, you know, have really helped you along the way as a coach? Um, I think we are really lucky, as we were speaking about before. Um, horizontal jumps in particular, we've got a great group of coaches at the moment all working together. Um, but if I had to pick one female mentor that um, has really helped guide me as a person, as a teacher, as a coach, um, I think it would have to be my primary school PE teacher, uh, Julie Idzis. Um She was my primary school PE teacher from prep to grade six and um, she just really uh, nurtured my love of sport and under her guidance, I guess, this love of sport only grew, um, especially for athletics. Um, she always had such a vested interest in all of her students and what they were doing. And I guess now as a coach and a teacher myself and having completed my teaching rounds with her, 
Um, I just hope that I can pass on that same level of care and interest um, to my own students and athletes. Yeah, uh, it's always really encouraging to hear, you know, especially in a sporting environment or in a schooling environment. You know, we talk about that's often the first sort of touch point for uh, a young student. That might be their first experience with, you know, our sport of athletics or or any other sport. Um, And the way that's framed by someone in a teaching role is is often really the way that young adult um, might picture the sport moving forward. So, yeah, I think that's a a really important point. you know, being in that teaching role now and, and having that responsibility as well of, of bringing up younger people through, whether it's school or sport, um, what sort of advice would you give to, to younger women that are looking to get involved, whether it be in competing or, or in coaching? Um, I guess just to believe in yourself and your own abilities, I think that's really important. Again, quite often we're the first ones to shoot ourselves down. Um so just having that trust in yourself, um, not being afraid to ask for help um, and ask questions, and I certainly try and do that. And um, going back, I guess, to the previous question in a sense, um, I obviously touched on Julie um, being a female role model for me, but um, someone like John Bowers, for example, um, who has, you know, been there the whole time that I was an athlete myself and now as a coach, and um, he's just always willing to help others. And I love that, you know, he may not even coach a particular athlete, but he's always there watching their boards, helping them out in any way they can. Always there to help other coaches and especially the younger coaches, um, offering feedback and advice wherever he possibly can. And it's so refreshing to see another coach in such an individual sport be so pleased to see other athletes and coaches achieving results. And I think quite often a lot of people do get caught up in their own sports and what's going on and um, it's something I hope to and try and do myself as well. But I'm recognising others around you and I believe that's really what does help our sport to grow. And, um, yeah, I hope I can have half the career that John has had thus far. (laughs) Just a quick little question for you, Chloe. You've got, um, you know, sort of boys and girls or men and women too they're turning into do you find you're relating better with one gender or the other or you're just finding that that mix is working for you and it's you know that's the way you're going to keep going whoever comes at you you're just going to coach them and take them where you can um i find the mix works really well and i like that mix i think especially teaching at a co-ed school um i like having boys and girls um in the squad and i think it balances the squad really well um Quite often the girls will remind the boys to behave at times and they do balance each other out and absolutely have something to offer each other. And I equally enjoy working with um, the boys and girls that I coach and that I do teach. Awesome. Well, Chloe, uh, a sincere thanks from us. I I know we joked off air that, you know, you're someone that um, we've spoken a lot about on the podcast in, in pretty high praise given how well the state champs went. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great to have you on for a little bit of a warm up. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can, uh, have you on another date, you know, maybe after nationals or something and, and do a bit of a wrap and, and maybe dive into your coaching career a bit more to, to encourage all those, um, younger coaches out there too. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Pleasure, Chloe. And yeah, thanks so much. I'll just reiterate what Sean said. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. 
uh, Sean, it's great to have on the podcast this time a name that I think a lot of people are now very familiar with, but I don't think many people really know this story too well. And for our International Women's Day podcast, I think this is an awesome get. Yeah, so we were having a think about guests, Tim, um, and we thought we'd go with uh, one of the one of our up and coming women in in the sport, um, in Grace Kelly, who hails from uh, from Warrnambool um, and competes for the Barra Harriers, and has been very very successful for the last few seasons, but um, has had a, a rich vein of success this year at both Vic Countries, High Velocity Club, and the State Championships. So, Grace, um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking a bit of time out of, out of your day to have a chat to us. That's right. Thank you for having me. So, Grace, the, the first bit I want to start with was for people that aren't familiar with your sprinting and, and where you come from, how, how did you get into sprinting uh, in Warrnambool? I think it all started with, like, little athletics and it was more just for a bit of fun. And then I guess I kind of started to realise that, you know, I was actually kind of good at this and <laughs> kind of just went from there, I guess. Awesome. Grace, when you did Littles, what, what events did you, you would have done just about everything at Littles, wouldn't you? When did you sort of realise that uh, sprinting's probably your deal? It kind of took a while, I guess. Like, I kind of tried everything. Like, at the start, I was kind of doing hurdles and stuff. And then I think I just didn't really suit all the jumping stuff. And then it kind of, I had the speed. So, I guess, kind of just went to sprinting and then, yeah. So, Grace, um, I guess the in keeping with sort of the theme of, of International Women's Day this year in Australia and, and you know, facing those those sorts of challenges. Have you faced any sort of challenges, you think, um, in your athletics career so far? Yeah. I mean, living in Warrnambool's like three, four hours away from Melbourne is kind of tough because, yeah. I mean, most competitions are in Melbourne and so you kind of have to travel like each weekend three, four hours and then stay mm. and then have to get back to school. So I yeah. guess that's kind of difficult. And like then, yeah, it's just kind of difficult having to travel all the time and stuff. So how do you, do you get like- used to that though, Grace? Is that something over time that, you know, that three or four hour trip each way, you just sort of think, oh, well, this is just part and parcel of what I do? Yeah, it kind of comes like a routine, I guess, like – you know, every morning you get up early and then you pack your bags and then you get going. And But, yeah, so it's kind of just a bit of normal now. So, yeah. So in terms of making that trip, um, you know, each weekend for a comp or something like that, um, what sort of sort of techniques or, or coping strategies have you, have you figured out for those, those long car trips and also, you know, trying to juggle schoolwork too? I mean, on schoolwork side, I guess you kind of just got to stay on top of it before – the weekend and stuff and sometimes you might have to do some in the car trips and stuff but like most of the time it's you know you just gotta keep on top of it and stuff but yeah so obviously grace um we're we're pretty lucky in athletics i guess to have a sport that's full of um really really strong and successful women do you have um do you have any role models or, or anyone you sort of look up to in the sport um yeah there's a few um <laughs> <laughs> like sally pearson hannah Definitely. Bassett, she's yeah <laughs> Maddie Coates, Brie Masters, like all those girls, um, they're big idols for me. So, yeah. yeah. You're lucky now, Grace, aren't you? Because in the same comps you're now running at, you have got the likes of Hannah uh, running. Have you had much to do with Hannah so far? I mean, I raced her once at a high velocity meet. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I've had a few conversations, like, over Instagram. And, um, yeah, she's really nice. And, yeah, she's just someone I look up to. So that probably would have uh, helped with the the long car trip the other week. Did you did you stick around to watch Hannah running the in the opens? Um yeah, we watched her um do her hundred and yeah, that was pretty exciting to watch her run that really amazing time. 
Definitely. And so I guess in your sort of local set of, you know, the people that support you or the people that help you out with your sport, do, do you have a, uh, you know, sort of a woman that's the, I guess, a bit of a mentor or someone that helps you out a lot down in Warrnambool? Probably like my mum, I guess. Like she kind of gives up a lot for me to go and um, run. Like on weekends, like, you know, some of her friends might be getting together for coffee or stuff. But, you know, then she's got to kind of take me to my running events and stuff. So I'm pretty grateful for her giving up that sort of stuff to be able to take me to do what I want to do. Definitely. Do you find also, Grace, that because of, you know, these extended car trips and, and you know, what you have to go through in order to compete, that that relationship with mum and dad can be actually quite strong because you are spending those sort of, you know, long periods of time with them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I'm, like, always with them, like, in the car, like, long car trips and stuff. And, like, I feel like I have, like, I'm extra grateful for them because, like, I wouldn't be where I am at the moment without them because I have to have them to get to where I am. And, like, they give up so much stuff for me. And, yeah. Awesome. So I guess the the last question we had lined up, Grace, was if um, if for anyone else that's in a, you know, a similar position to you and is, and is looking into getting into athletics or, or does athletics and are living in regional Victoria, what sort of message would you give to them? Mainly just have fun with the sport and, like, you know, start off just having fun and if that's what you want to do, make sure you go for it and just have a go. Also, like, just do whatever you have to do to be able to get there and, like, four hours, like, doesn't sound fun in the car but, like, once you get there, it's all worth it and, you know, the friendships and everything that comes with it is definitely worthwhile. Gee, some good themes there, weren't there, Sean? I love the, the start-off bit, you know, have fun. It's, it's a great piece of advice. Grace and uh, you know I'm glad you sort of led with that because yeah in junior sport there can be that focus about performance uh, but you obviously also enjoy that participatory side and part of that is as you said those bonds and those friendships that you're obviously forming with other competitors that you're now meeting from across the state. Yeah I mean like I've met some pretty amazing girls like you know we're all really close and it's just I feel like it was like all really fun when we started and like it's still fun now and so I hope that like you know I can continue still having fun along the way. And the only time you're not close is when you're about uh, 15 metres ahead. (laughs) Well, Grace, thanks so much for um, giving us a bit of your time and um, best of luck tomorrow in your your home gift. I hear hear you're running off scratch, so that should be pretty good fun. But, um, yeah, if anyone's down in the... Down in the, I guess the, what's that, the Western suburbs or, or Western Victoria, get down to the Warrnambool gift and um, and have a look. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks so much, Grace. That that was awesome to hear from you. And uh, yeah, as Sean says, good luck, uh, not only just for the, the gifts, but also that, yeah, there's some big stuff coming up for the rest of this season. Uh, I assume you'll be off to Sydney, so it'll be a, a big meet there for you as well. Simone Brick now joins us, Sean. Now, it's hard to sort of peg Simone as anything. She is, uh, well, probably most famous for a mountain running, uh, twice Australian mountain running rep and uh, two-time Australian champion, but has also done everything, uh, done road marathons, done track. Yeah, so Simone, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for taking some time uh, out of your day, Simone. Um, so obviously we're, you know, we've put the podcast together um, to celebrate International Women's Day this year. Uh, and the theme of the day this year is Choose to Challenge. So we're having a chat to all of our podcast guests about the challenges uh, they may have faced in the sport and uh, how they've dealt with that. So in your time in the sport, Simona, what sort of challenges have you faced and uh, how have you dealt with those? 
pretty wide variety of challenges that you come up against, and that can be no matter who you are. But in the scope of International Women's Day and I suppose the challenges we uniquely face as women um, approaching the sport, one of the biggest challenges is finding a way to do it healthfully and finding role models who um, exhibit that in the way that it's hard to be what you can't see is a common phrase used that it's difficult and sometimes if you're coming into an area that there's a lot of performance and there's a lot of great um, achievements by people that you want to recreate but you've got to find your way to recreate it in a way that's healthy for you and in a way that actually works for you and I suppose the unique challenges of the women's body um, which is thankfully becoming much more widespread in the awareness of what it takes to train as a woman and what it takes to achieve peak performance as a woman because of the different effects that it has on our bodies and our hormones and all those sorts of different things that if you don't go digging it's not very readily available information, um, or it wasn't, and it is becoming more so. Is that sort of like you've got to do it on your own terms? Yeah, sort of. It's more that um, there's a different mentality, I suppose. Of we've grown up being taught that it's a competition against every other woman, whereas it's more of a there's now more of a community behind it of band together in a way and all learn off each other finally, as opposed to just forever competing for one spot or one thing. It's also, I suppose, the challenge in a way that of the lack of awareness or the lack of information is that a lot of the top coaches, if you've ever looked, are male. And a lot of the role models in the sport or the people that have built the foundation of what the sport is are male. Um, and that's in so many different aspects of society, I suppose. But in coming into it, it can be very, you can feel very misunderstood. The idea that myself and lots of my friends and everyone that competes a lot of people uh, females with male coaches and getting that right is really hard in the current landscape but it can be done it's being proven again and again that it can be done but it is a challenge that is faced in the way that get letting your coach know that hey I'm having a crap day because it's my time of the month or I didn't perform very well today because I was nauseous or all those things that you just don't even want to say um, to begin with coming into the sport. So it's building those relationships and building that support system and awareness is definitely a challenge that has been faced by, not by myself, just myself, but everyone that I've seen and the, especially the younger girls I've seen coming through. Yeah, so Simone, one of the, I think one of the really important points you highlighted there was I guess the way you're trying to frame that is it's not so much about comparison when you enter the sport to, to your fellow um, female competitors, but it should be more about uh, I guess, observing or, or understanding what other women in the sport do very well and trying to understand how that might benefit you in, in your context and, and your journey as, a, as an athlete? In a way, yeah, yeah. And it's more just um, finding the examples of women who um, are very powerful in themselves and are good role models in terms of both our sides of health and performance. Um, I think I've, I was very lucky in that when I came into the sport, I was armed with a lot of my own um, knowledge and coping mechanisms already from previous experience before coming into the sport but I couldn't help but be very aware of challenges that everyone around me was facing and especially I being not very good on the track as I am well I try to be but um, I'm usually racing other girls that are much younger so like the 13 and 14 year olds that are much faster than I am when it comes to the short distances and just being around those groups of girls and seeing the way that they're coming up in the sport and the things they're saying on start lines and the way that they're sort of approached both by coaches and the way they approach each other it's not at the moment a very healthy atmosphere all the time 
And I can see the challenges there of where things can get go wrong very quickly in the development of athletes and in even well-seasoned athletes. It can, the comparison traps and doing it the way other people seem to do it or not being very sure of yourself um, isn't something that's yet quite instilled in most athletes. But it, it is getting there, which is the beautiful thing of what International Women's Day and all these sorts of things of communication and stuff help with. So, Simona, who would you say is a, is a woman that's mentored you in, in your time in the sport? Uh, a lot of the women I've competed against, actually, I would say. Um, for the most part, it's been sort of comrades in arms of um, women that I've raced against or women that I've seen in other rates, very different distances and stuff. So one, when I, I remember one of the biggest when I came into the sport was Kirsten Bull. Um, just because of seeing what she could do and the power of the, that woman was incredible and just having that as a little background mentor in a way but also role model of just epicness really um, of what is achievable. But then also my best friend is someone that I competed with internationally as well as on um, home soil and it was that idea of we were both trying to better each other by competing against each other and pushing each other to the limits. And then, to be honest, it's always been for me the role models of similar age, but just going about the sport in their own way and going about their own side of the sport. So I do a lot of training with also Katrina Bissett and well, a lot of easy running, obviously not same training, very opposite sides of the sport. But just seeing women like that, we're trying to navigate it together, I suppose. We sort of mentor each other through it in a way of trying to create a little band of making it through with all the challenges that we do face. Yeah, there's some excellent points you've drawn upon there. Um, it's a pretty, uh, pretty stellar raft of um, of women to learn from and, and spend time with in the sport. You know, I'm tipping you've probably learnt um, a fair bit across that that range of experience, or those range of experiences there. So, Simone, for new women or, or younger women, older women, uh, any, anyone that's ex- experiencing the sport for the first time, what advice would you give to them coming into it? It's always a big question, but for me, it would be to always follow your gut feeling and inform yourself. Like the more information you have about the sport as well, but your own body, what you know works for you, working around your hormonal cycle, just all that knowledge can really save you from making a lot of the mistakes that people do um, in terms of trying to get the best out of yourself or just trying to get what you want out of the sport because there's so many different avenues you can go. There's so many different approaches you can have. And so I think it's always important to follow the one that feels right for you. I spent way too long, well, not way too long, but I definitely had my time of thinking and trying really hard at the track or at the road and those sorts of things. And I just didn't love it as much. It didn't gel as much with me. And so then when I found sort of my home in the mountains, to to begin with, I was very um, cautious about going there because it was different and it was not the norm in a way. And so... I was very um, apprehensive, but now that I'm here and it's all in and it's the focus, I'm so much happier with where I am. And hand in hand with building that knowledge, though, is it's got to come from a very solid support system. So the people that you choose to work with, the coach in particular, if you're a young athlete and your coach is in any way trying to dictate anything to do with weight or nutrition or anything along those lines, then A, don't listen and B, they're not. Like that's not what that's not a coach's position. Um, I've seen that way too many times of talking to junior athletes and their coach just saying something that really shouldn't be said or 
is not their position to give them advice on. So if there's one thing I can instill in younger athletes in particular, that's definitely the one of your coach should be there to help you with your running, um, but you have a much bigger support system of doctors and family and loved ones that should be the ones that are helping you run in a very healthy way. All the older, any older women or just anyone coming into the sport, I came in at a much older age and it was pretty hard in the way that I felt very out of my depth um, in so many aspects of it. But there are little niches and there's ways to find that support system within it. You just got to sometimes dig a little deeper or search for where you fit. And once you're there, it's beautiful. So stick with it. Uh, good response there, Simone. Just one, one I want to ask, what, what does International Women's Day mean to you? To me, it's always been a bit of a, a celebration of the way women are coming together to support each other more now and the way the mentality of society as a whole, not just in running, but the way that knowledge and everything is growing so that we all come together to see what it is to be a woman and how special it is and how different it is, but how you can use that difference to your advantage and be very healthy, powerful, self-assured and still achieve your goals in a very healthy way. Sean, any passing words of um, or things you'd like to ask for Simone? No, I think Simone's made some really good points there, um, especially in trying to give different people in your sort of running world, I guess, or your, or your support team defined roles. Um, and I think that can you know, mean different things for people in different areas of the sport, whether that's, you know, recreational running or, you know, something that's more on the track or the road or the trails in that, you know, if you've, if you've got a physio, you know, you, you see them for physio advice. If you see a sports doc, that's for the, you know, the more medical side of things. If you've got, you know, nutritional bits and bobs, there's, there's plenty of options there for people that are, you know, have much more specific experience. And yeah, I think it's just recognizing that whilst you've obviously got you're going to have a, a, you know, hopefully a lot of people that you trust um, in that sort of circle. It's it's always really wise to make sure that you're looking for specific information from um, people who are the most experienced in in that specific area. So yeah, I think um, a really good breadth of points there touched upon by Simone. That's possibly the one that yes, definitely gets the should have the most emphasis is just the idea that everyone has their place. Let that place be what it should be, and not stepping outside scope. Alrighty, Simone Brick, thank you so much. Thank you.